Hey there, green future growers. Thanks for joining us today. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or your favorite Android app. And let's get growing. Hey, green future growers. Join me on the Listen app. Invite code GREEN, G-R-E-E-N. I would love if you left me a message. You can reach out to other green future growers and other green organic gardener podcast listeners there. We could have a conversation about what's growing in your garden. What are you eating? Does it not feel good to walk by the produce aisle? It does for me. Um, And if you're not there yet, we'd be happy to help you get there. Over on the Listen app, invite code Green, G-R-E-E-N. Hey, everyone. So I just want to remind you that this is the most important time to be taking good notes on what's working well, what's not working well, what don't you want to forget come next February and March when it's time to order supplies or do your design. You know, what are your favorite seeds or what do you want to plant more of? Do you want more broccoli? Like you might think I am never going to forget this, but you probably are going to forget it. And um, a great way to support the Green Organic Gardener podcast um, would be to get our garden journal that's got a beautiful butterfly that I took a picture of on our lilac. So it's like a little part of our home and your home. It's got blank pages and line pages, and um, it would really support us a lot. Um, So, But most of all, we want you to have good records. Welcome to the Green Organic Garden. It is Friday, August 21st, 2020. I have the most amazing guest on the line. She was guest number two. She came back again after that and she wrote a third book called Vegetables Love Flowers. The amazing Lisa Ziegler is here to dazzle you today. And so I'll be quiet and welcome Lisa. Thank you for coming today. Thank you so much, Jackie. It is so my pleasure to be here. And really, I do remember now that I was number two. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? Well, welcome back. Tell, I do have a lot of new listeners since December. And so tell them a little bit about you because maybe they haven't heard much about you. Sure. Thanks. Um, so if you, can if you can't tell from my accent, I am um, kind of in the South. I'm on the coast of Virginia um, in Southeastern Virginia, and I am an urban flower farmer Uh, My little three-acre farm is right in the middle of the city. Literally, I'm surrounded by 200,000 residents. And my place, although when I first, my first half of my career, I only had an acre and a quarter totally, including where my home was, um, that's now up to almost three acres. And um, I have no hoop houses. Everything I do is grown outdoors in a garden or a field. And, um, you know, I started farming in 1998, like so many other people after reading Lynn Bozinski's book, The Flower Farmer, and just hit the ground running. Um, Because I'm such a follower, meaning I really followed her instructions, I think it helped me to be successful right out of the gate. And when you're successful out of the gate, it helps you just to keep on going after it. You know, not everybody is like us, Jackie, where you were talking about how you kept trying and trying with your podcast. Some people just throw in the towel and I understand that, but then there's people like me and you that just keep bulldozing after it. And, um, but for me in the flower farming, my first customer ever that I had just really took me under his wing and ushered me 
right into this business and then I just ran with it. And my business has really changed over the years. I started teaching um, and doing lots of programs and speaking to groups and that led to a book deal. Um, and then I started writing books and speaking even more and traveling. And um, during that time, I launched an online garden store called thegardenersworkshop.com where I just sell the same tools and seeds and supplies that I actually use in my gardens and the same seed varieties. We do not save seed. We just buy extra from the seed houses and package them with our instructions and um, offer those to our folks that are looking for great cut flower garden seeds. And then about three years ago, I launched online courses. I built my own first course and it's such an undertaking and needs such an admin support that I knew that I wanted to have higher level courses, you know, for people to be able to build their business. And so I began publishing online courses for other flower farmers in the industry, people that I've connected with and known for years and know they're awesome teachers and instructors um, and wanted to publish, kind of like being a book publisher, I just do it for online courses. And that is just really mushroomed. And um, our business is now being built on, we are often on offering online courses that, um, that are to start businesses based on flowers, whether you want to be a flower farmer and build that business, a farmer florist. And now we've even offered, um, have coming out this fall, Florist School Online, which is all about a, floor, a design studio, Ellen Frost, and she only uses locally sourced flowers. So she's like, it's just amazing. So that's been kind of how we've evolved through the years, and um, it's just pretty awesome. I just absolutely love what I'm doing. Oh, I love everything that you're doing too. Like, I, I laugh because you say that we persevere, but like I have not persevered with my Lynn Bazinski dreams of becoming a flower farmer. Um, I'm totally struggling and I didn't even hardly grow any sunflowers this year. I have like less than a dozen sunflowers <laughs> and I just want to be a better, like, I just, I don't know. Anyway, tell us about the courses. Sure. So, um, so what started out, so 2018 is when I launched the first course, which was flower farming school. And that was my course. And it was all about, I understand the importance of people learning how to start a business because what people don't understand is every business is unique and it's hard. It's hard because there's a lot to do and learn and flower farming is no exception to that. It's not just about growing the flowers. You've got to get your business foundation set up. So I knew that was going to be a good part of my course. And so my course, which is now referred to as flower farming school, the basics, annual crops, marketing, and more um, really helps people to get all the nitty gritty of the business stuff out of the way. It's so simple when you know what to do. You know, it's like, yes, you need a business license. Yes, you have to charge sales tax if your state requires it. And this is how you do it. And this is what you have to, you have to have insurance. Um, and so it's kind of like getting those things that people tend to put blinders on and don't even want to look at. We get that out of the way. And then we go to town showing people how um, they can get into flower farming, grow in annuals, which is the biggest bang for your buck and the easiest and the lowest investment to get in on and to make the most money. And so we kind of, 
I kind of immerse people in here, let's get you started. Let's get you growing flowers. Let's teach you how to sell. Let's find some customers, learn how to harvest, learn how to run a farm and um, how you, the conditioning of the flowers, all those steps you need to get your business rolling. And then, okay, then let's start adding some of these high value crops. And that's when I asked Dave Dowling if he would be interested in doing a course. Cause I knew he's like a walking encyclopedia. If anybody doesn't know Dave Dowling, he was um, a farmer for over 20 years, um, president of the cut flower association for many years and other jobs. Um, and he's just a wealth of information and experience. So he does a course called flower farm in school, bulbs, perennials, woodies, and more. So he builds on what people have learned um, once they get their business started. Um, this fall, we're adding yet another builder on that, and Steve and Gretel Adams of Sunny Meadow Flower Farms and from Ohio are actually doing a, a flower farm in school course on growing cut flower crops in hoop and greenhouses, and that's going to be amazing. Um, they're full-time farmers. It's, um, they're the sweetest, cutest young couple ever, and they're doing it. You know, they have 17 houses and they're growing out in the field as well. And they have quite a business going. Um, so we kind of offer you every level. Um, some people don't even ever want to go past the basic. They just want to grow some flowers, sell a few bouquets, add some money to the family coffers and go on. Other people are looking to ramp their business up and we're trying to provide it all. Then um, I started getting questions from our students saying, hey, we want to do weddings. So I knew exactly the, who I would ask if she was interested. And that was Jenny Love of Love and Fresh Flowers because she was like the industry leader in the farmer florist world. I mean, she was, she's in Philadelphia. She's doing tons of big and small weddings, very experienced. And her business savviness is amazing. I mean, I've listened to her course several times myself. Um, she just has such, you just learn so much about organizing your business, whatever it is. Um, so I knew that she would be a great addition to our lineup for people to be able to make the most money that you want to make from growing your own flowers, obviously doing events doing the flower events, uh, the flowers for events, sorry, um, is the most dollar per stem that you can get. And um, so I knew that was going to be a really great one. And, um, and then we added Ellen, I mentioned already, the florist school online, Ellen Frost, for anybody that is not familiar with her, she's in Baltimore and she owns a design studio. It's not a classic flower shop where you walk in to order flowers. Um, she has got a design studio, which is really not open to the public, where they do a lot of events, both weddings and those types of events. But she also, I don't know how quite how to explain it, but I say to folks, Ellen's business model is what I think most people that want to get into the flower shop business think a flower shop is about. You know, she does events with her customers. They have flower book clubs. Um, they have flower arranging war contests. I mean, they just, she has built this amazing business but she only uses flowers that are grown within a hundred miles of her shop year round. 
And so her business model is just absolutely amazing. And she has actually cultivated farmers and helped them because she needed them. And we're really excited. Um, all of those classes, all the registrations typically are open once a year and all except Dave's bulb class, which they're actually in school right now. Um, all the registrations are open. Um, October 1st through 5th is my course and Jenny Love's Farmer Florist. And then mid-November, the registration is open for um, Flower Farming School, Growing Cut Flower Crops and Houses, and Florist School Online. Both of those are mid-November. But anybody that has questions, they can go to thegardenersworkshop.com and go to the online course page. All the courses are listed there. And there's even a little calendar you can click on at the top to kind of show you all the dates of when school runs and when registration opens, because I know it's very confusing. Um, but that's it in a nutshell. That's kind of all the different courses that we offer. And they're kind of rolled out because, um, you know, I find that, I don't know, Jackie, have you ever taken an online course? I love online school. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of people, because I didn't know about online. I mean, I literally, this is so funny. I learned how to build online courses by taking an online course. <laughs> and I was so nervous when I first. Yeah. Did you take Amy Porterfield? No, I did not. Course? I did not. Whose course did I you took, take? Um, Can I ask? Um, Teresa Lowe's. And I'm not, I'm not sure that oh. she even does it anymore because she's now a big coach for CEOs, digital CEO. She is my business coach as well. Um, and anyway, so I took her course and um, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I couldn't, I was so afraid when it started that I actually, cause I have, I mean, I have a crew of folks that help me in my business. I made a couple of them hang out later that day to make sure I could figure out how to get on when the class started. I mean, it was like, that's how t intimidated. I mean, people <laughs> think I'm so confident, right? Don't do me in technology. I mean, I've learned a lot, but anyway, so because there's so many of us, that haven't done it. So I like to always explain of how it kind of works. Um, so first off, the first thing people need to know about online courses when they buy them from us anyway, is that when you buy a course from us, you have access for your lifetime. It's not like a one time, just watch it and you're done and you have to buy it again. It's just like buying a book. But instead of picking the book up, you log in to your online course library and all of your classes, um, like if you bought, we have people that have bought multiple of our courses and when they go to their online library, all of those courses are right there for them and you can watch them as many times and as often as you would like, as well as there's PDF downloads and there's tons of resources. And so our schools, we sell two type, types of courses. The first um, is on demand. Those are the courses when you go to our page. It's like, I think the first three or four, you can buy them anytime. They're shorter courses um, and you can buy them and um, watch them as much as you want. The same as with our schools. Then our school courses, registration and enrollment is only open once a year, typically for only five days. And then school starts about within a few weeks of registration and school lasts six weeks. And that means that, let's just say if school started today, 
Um, so that meant this morning when you got up, if you wanted to see school, you would log into your library and lo and behold, there's a bunch of videos loaded in there for you to watch as well as any resources. And then you have all week to watch them. And then at the end of the week, we offer, um, which I think is probably one of the, the most significant things that our students just really love is we offer live Q&A sessions where the students hook up with um, their instructor and ask questions after watching their videos. And that happens every week with each new class for six weeks. And at the end of six weeks, your library is slammed full of a bunch of videos. We also record those live Q and A's and those are actually put into your library so you can go back and watch them. And something that um, is happening for my course currently, cause we're now getting ready um, in October, that'll be my third class, the third year that I've done it. So the students this year, will be able to watch both of the course, the um, course Q and A's from the previous years. So the content gets richer and richer. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like, because people ask great questions. And so I just really find that the content gets bigger and bigger as well as the instructors actually add additional content to their course from year to year. And even the past students get access to that. So you bought it two years ago last year when I added stuff the people from the year before get access you know I mean it's all going into the same pot for everybody to look at um, so we're excited this year we're adding some really awesome new stuff to my course one of them being I think is such a great opportunity especially for starting out farmers we're offering a photo library that means that we're going to give you photos of different zinnias, of different sunflowers, so that if you're building your first website, you know, you're just starting your business and you don't have, I mean, that's a, a complaint that we hear from people. It's like, oh my gosh, I want to build. No way. You know, I mean, it's oh my gosh. When I first started my show, I was like, maybe I could put like a stock library because I have so many thousands of pictures and that could be like my free thing for people. Yeah. Like way back, I always thought that. Then that's really a thing. I never did it. I should have done well, but it. It's that's so amazing. much more. I mean, as everything is, you have to have a platform to put them on that people can get it from. I mean, it's so anyway. Yes. So we are adding a flower library for our students to use to help them get started, to promote themselves, and to show their customers, you know, what they're growing. And um, we're doing some marketing sessions and. Um, building emails. And, you know, with the COVID pandemic, um, Jenny Love just added an amazing four video bonus series to her course, which were actually, um, people can request it. And she all has been offering it and she will for the next couple of weeks, offering it free to anybody that wants to watch it. And it's about how you know, she's, I mean, she does like big high dollar weddings. And when the, the virus broke out her business, I mean, they all, they all canceled <laughs> literally. I mean, in like a week, she just watched her business evaporate as every other event florist had happened. And so these sessions are about how she has pivoted and what she's doing differently. And so we're trying to add to our courses what to do I mean, this is a horrible thing, the pandemic, right? But stuff like this happens in business. 
and you have to have tools to use to manage and to get through it. And um, so we're adding information to our courses to help people even through this, you know, troubling time. Oh my gosh. Right before, like I was pulling in the driveway and I got an email from a parent. I had one of my students last year who started a wedding business this year. Like they have bought this place that they thought was going to be a farm. And then I don't know, somehow like everybody loved the, and people wanted to have weddings there. And she ended up, she was booked for this entire summer. It's her first summer. And she said at the beginning it was horrible. And now at least they're having a few weddings, but it's very limited people and the cleaning. And she's like, oh my gosh, I am so exhausted, but she's young and they're pivoting. She also like when it first happened and they didn't know, she bought like dozens of, um, like her goal, she, she went to school for, um, uh, animal agriculture, you know, she wanted like to like have, a, a bit, like they bought it to be a cattle ranch, I think, and ended up with this wedding business this year. So in the beginning of the, when school first got out, she was like, they were like, she's like constantly missing her kids, missing the hangouts. Cause they're going to get 120 pheasants and 20, you know, 50 ducks. And like, they, they must've got 200 chickens, ducks, and they were going to do it organic. Plus she still had the wedding. Th- oh, I just, yeah. people who can pivot. But what the other thing I was going to say, so I've been listening to Jesse Frost's podcast, you know, for the farmers. And he just had um, these people on talking about the biggest thing to their success was doing an incubator year and having an incubator year because they worked at this incubator farm and learned all the businesses and got all their marketing and all the things that you're teaching in practice at this already established farm. And and then they're in their third year, but she said, but then to go to their first year at their actual own property. And they had so many of those pieces already in place that they could focus on building the infrastructure, but trying to build the infrastructure and learn the marketing and everything that you're talking about that you teach in one year by themselves would have been so hard. So I think this is awesome. I love your six year. I want to like ask you like maybe sometime when you're not like super busy, if you could look at my course and give me some advice because I came out with this six week course called the organic Oasis masterclass. And I just have not had any luck getting people to sign up. And then I was thinking, well, maybe it's because it's six weeks and it's too long, but Maybe not. You need to take it. It's very deep. <laughs> That's why I have five people that do admin on my courses. Oh. It's big business. I mean, meaning that it's a lot of work to, to do all that needs to be done. I mean, we're are, they're answering emails every day from students helping them with troubles. I mean, tech stuff. And yeah, it's very deep and wide. It's like going to college. Well, it's different. I mean, it's business. I mean, it's people just think, oh, you do it and put it online. Well, it's huge to market it. And then you have to support the platform and people have troubles. And anyway, so yeah, it's crazy. Well, I love all these classes. It's so exciting. And I think like it's key if you're going to be successful. And like, so I'm the kind of person you were talking about in the beginning, maybe that just like wants to maybe take a few bouquets to the farmer's market or do some little stuff or, oh, did I lose you? Ideally, I want to just paint bouquets, (laughs) but I love, like, I just want to have more flowers. So like, what kind of tips do you have for like people like me who maybe, I don't know if I'll ever be able to go to market. Sure. But, and you know, you, you don't know. have to, first off, we have a lot of people that take our class, my class and Dave's really, that are just 
avid gardeners, people that want to ramp up their gardening game. However, we do, I do have an on-demand course on my, the gardenersworkshop.com called the Easy Cut Flower Garden. And it's really about having a really small cutting garden and how to maintain it, meaning to keep it producing lots of flowers all the time from the beginning to the end of the season. And when you add cool flowers into that, which is the cool season growing flowers, um, you can really have flowers for a really long time. Nobody is, you don't have to make this into a business. You know, you can grow flowers for your own personal enjoyment. You know how many people we have that have gone through our school that are like growing flowers for like you're talking about. Um, one lady is in a painting club. Um, another person provides flowers for her church. Other people just give flowers away or they just cut them and enjoy them and compost them. So, but you, the problem is people grow too big of a garden. So my number one tip is to start very small. The easy cut flower garden is literally based on a three by 10, three feet by 10 feet garden. And that gives one to two handfuls of flowers a week. When you plant it with cutting gardens, the recommended cutting garden flowers, and then take care of it and treat it like a cutting garden. And people, that's what baits people into wanting to grow more because they can't believe how much it produces from that little spot. And it's so, I mean, who can't take care of a three by 10 spot? You know, I mean, it takes minutes every week, literally. Um, and so you don't have to go big. Um, so we have classes for gardeners and for people that want to build businesses. Uh, awesome. I have, I'll have to check that out more. Um, starting with a three by 10, maybe that's my problem. I always try to go too big and I'm horrible at trying to take Everybody, care of anything because my biggest struggle is always watering <laughs> and watering all yeah. the time. Um, well, what about like if people like me who also want to grow them for like the bees or for like the vegetables, like your book, vegetables love flowers. Like, isn't there a point to like growing flowers just because it will help your neighborhood. And if you have a vegetable sure. garden, so yeah, so what people don't realize, I mean, so the book Vegetables Love Flowers is not really about vegetables. It's about how flowers benefit vegetables. So the book is really about growing flowers, but it offers the tidbits of why you should grow flowers in your vegetable garden. Um, first and foremost um, is without a flower, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing for pollinators. There's, I mean, all of the beneficial insects and creatures um, and all the bees, native bees, they all need flowers. So without them, there's no reason for any of those creatures to be in or live or visit in your garden. Um, nature's workforce is far more powerful than anything we can reckon with. And it is much more efficient. It does a much better job. It works 24 seven where you can't. And the number of vegetable gardens that, and especially when I was writing that book, it was so interesting to me how many men, I don't want to pick on guys, but I'm thinking of old retired guys of which my husband is like in that group. So I can say this, um, that have these immaculate, amazing vegetable gardens, but yet they're still, you know, they're like thinking organic is crazy. There's no way I could grow without using products is what they're, you know, saying. And I go to their gardens and it's like, there's not a flower, there's lawn and there's a vegetable garden plopped in the middle of it. And, and I say to them, I mean, why in the world would a bee or any beneficial creature even come this way? 
yes, your vegetables do bloom, but not nearly enough to attract and sustain um, these creatures coming and staying in your garden. So flowers are an essential piece of the organic system that the world was based on. And if you want to keep that system going, you have to have a constant flow of flowers. And the only way to do that, that's why Vegetables Love Flowers is a perfect book, because it's all about why you should put a cutting garden in the midst of your vegetable patch. Because when you treat a flower garden like a cutting garden, that means you're constantly harvesting and cutting it, which means the plants are constantly regrowing and bringing up new flowers. And so, because here's the classic story that I hear. Well, I planted marigolds once. I put, I said, well, how big's your garden? Oh, like 50 by 20. Big. That's a big garden. I said, oh, you did? They said, yeah, I put one pot of marigolds in, but like after three or four weeks, the blooms were gone. You know, it's like in spring when everybody's pumped to grow, people plant a few flowers and then they just leave them. And that's the end of the story because they get consumed with their vegetables. But in fact, by putting a small cutting garden in the midst of your vegetable garden and tending it alongside your vegetables and cutting the flowers, which makes the plants constantly reproduce. There's plenty for you, plenty for the bees. You're not leaving flowers in the garden. You're cut, constantly cutting the garden clean, but there's always new flowers coming along. And, um, and it just is the basis of an organic garden. You can basically not organic garden truly because we use no products. We don't even use organic products in our farm. I mean, we use organic fertilizer, but we don't use organic pesticides at all. Um, and so, and we don't find it necessary and we grow perfect blossoms um, without it. So flowers are at the root of everything. Hey, I bought some nematodes yesterday. Do you use nematodes? I feel like I hear everybody talking no. about adding nematodes. No, I don't. Uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, we pretty much don't use anything. I mean, we take care of our soil and build it and add a lot, tons of stuff and do soil tests every year to make sure it's in balance and grow lots of flowers and anything that is a real pest problem. We don't grow those types of things. And um, so we just, we, I haven't faced a problem to need to get nematodes, but no, I, we, I've never done that. Cool. Well, we haven't either. Mike's like, what are you buying and what do you want to do with that? <laughs> but I feel like all these soil people keep telling me that's what I should do. Uh, so I was going to say, are they selling? Nematodes? No, as a matter of fact, I'm struggling to be like, to get them to be like, give me a, like a, a actual, well, one person I talked to, she's like, well, go to the box of rain that's stored near you. And I was like, but I want a place to order them online. And she's like, well, just go to Amazon. Any of those will be fine. And, and so then I went to the box of rain huh. store yesterday and finally bought them there. But, um, I'm just curious about like, um, I don't know, you know, like that's kind of how I, I'm like nervous about putting something into the system that's never been there before. Mike feels like we've always been super productive, but also like I, my kale is covered in bugs and I, I don't care, but I feel like if I was ever going to try to sell that kale, I can't have these bug bites. Like there, I do not really have a leaf of kale that doesn't have bug bites in it right now. Well, but nematodes isn't going to help that. And that's why we use row cover. I mean, you protect your crops from the pests. That's a pretty basic organic um, step 
in protecting all the brassicas, all the, um, you know, anything that gets those, you know, the moth lay, lays eggs on your kale and then the babies are born and they're caterpillars and that's what's putting holes in your leaves probably. Um, and that would be, you know, you can use BT, um, but that's not even necessary. So we row cover to prevent that whole process from happening. Okay. And when you say row cover, like from like the day I put the seeds in the ground, I would have had row cover over it yep. the whole time. Yep. It's too late to put the row yep. cover over it now, right? <laughs> Correct. You've already got okay. the bugs. All right. Well, I have row cover because of you, because you told me what to buy and where to get it. And I got it and I even have it protected in special cans now, finally. And uh, yeah, well, anything else you want to share with us? This has been awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, they can just, they can find me. I mean, I'd love to connect with folks on Facebook and Instagram, Gardener's Workshop Farm. And I do lots of live broadcasts. That's the way people can ask me questions and connect with me directly. And, um, you know, the gardeners workshop.com is where it's at. And we're actually launching a, a podcast. We'll be coming out. You later are. Yeah. Field and garden. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. Field and garden, which is the name of my blog. And we're just adding another component and really going to do a lot of talking about business and farm business and, um, you know, just really to support our students even in another way. And, um, so it's pretty exciting stuff. And we actually are in the midst of moving. Everybody else is downstairs. We just moved up, bought a commercial building to move our warehouse, our fulfillment center for an online garden store off of the farm because it's kind of like growing out of its bounds. And um, so we just have a lot of exciting stuff going on. And I'm actually going to be doing a Facebook live. I do it on Fridays called Meet Me on the Porch. I'll be doing it at four o'clock um, on most days. It does change the time on Fridays. Um, Anyway, so it's a lot of fun. I love connecting with our people, the gardeners. And, and you farmers. are just a wealth of knowledge. And thank you so much for sharing everything with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hey, Green Future Growers. Join me on the Listen app. Invite code GREEN, G-R-E-E-N. I would love if you left me a message. You can reach out to other green future growers and other green organic gardener podcast listeners there. And we could have a conversation about what's growing in your garden. What are you eating? Does it not feel good to walk by the produce aisle? It does for me. Um, and if you're not there yet, we'd be happy to help you get there. Over on the Listen app, invite code Green, G-R-E-E-N. What's the best gardening advice you've ever received or best farming advice you've ever received? Always keep very, very meticulous records. Um, you may think you're going to remember how long it took something to germinate or how <laughs> quickly something flowered and fruited or how much you harvested. And you'll say, yeah, I remember this. This is totally something that I'm going to remember in you know four to six months. Um, and that's never the case. Um, you're not going to remember what day it was. You're not going to remember how much. A lot of things are going to fall by the way. You'll forget a thing or two. And keeping really meticulous records is a, is a good way um, to plan for the next season. Uh, like I was talking about earlier, um, it all comes down to good planning. Um, it's really, really helped. It's really, really helpful to keep track of what works and what doesn't. Um, like I could not tell you, especially once it gets like super busy in the middle of the season, I couldn't tell you what I was doing on July 15th of last season if I didn't have a notebook to look back to. That's from my interview number 222 with Gabe Siciliano, another 
rockstar millennial who says his notes are crucial. Don't you want to get a journal? Hey, listeners. Do you have a place to keep track of everything that's going right in your garden and everything that's not quite going the way you thought it was going to and the things that you don't want to forget next February and March? Because I guarantee you, you're going to think, I am never going to forget this. I have done this 20 times this year and I'm going to make sure I do it right next year. And next March, you're going to be like, oh yeah, what was that again? By the time you're done harvesting everything and your season is over, there's nothing more important you can do than be taking notes now. Which seeds worked the best? Which areas do you want to change? Where do you want to put your irrigation? Where do you need to get row cover? Like all those little notes that are going through your mind. Like even if you just write in your journal once a week, just go sit in your garden and be like, oh yeah, this or that, or you could keep it with you. But anyway, my point is, hey, do you want to help the Green Organic Gardener podcast? Because I made a beautiful journal. It's got a butterfly on a lilac that I took a picture of so you could have a piece of your garden, our garden, in your garden, a place to keep your notes. It's got, uh, I think, 135 um, pages that are either blank or lined because those are my favorite kind of journals because I like to have the lines to write and the blank pages. And so you can support the show, but most of all, you can have good records. My guests have said frequently that's their favorite tool, most valuable tool, good records. Um so, and it would support the show. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening and remember, grow local. Grow local.